Hey, what is up, everyone? This is It's Oscar, and yes, the House Hacker Podcast is back with all housing news, all housing-related discussions, topics, and information, along with special guests that tell us how they got into the housing industry, what their role is, what is it they do on a regular basis, their goals for the future, things of that nature. I did get a lot of people asking me, where did it go? Why did it stop? What's going on? Because it has been quite some time since the last episode, but this year, 2019, it is back and it is going to be regular. We're going to be bringing you way more information, way more value because it is also in video format. So if you are more of a video viewer or like seeing the imagery, feel free to go to our Facebook page, our Instagram TV, and YouTube as well. The video is up on all of those platforms. But without further ado, thank you so much for coming back. I hope you are as excited as I am. This is going to be a good episode. Episode 27 of the House Hacker Podcast. Enjoy. Hey, what is up, everyone? This is the first ever video house hacker podcast make sure you go to our youtube channel the mvp team we put out house hacker on there we put out housing digest and it's a a ton of information that's going to be coming to you in 2019 but with me i have a special guest a new friend a new face go ahead and introduce yourself tell them about yourself absolutely my name is daniel madrano i'm a real estate agent with kw executive um, out of alhambra office and um, i work primarily in los angeles county and orange county and doing real estate um, helping people's dreams come true, either by becoming first-time homeowners, selling, moving to the area that they're looking for, investing, whatever it is under the real estate umbrella, that's what I focus myself on. How long have you been doing it? Did you mention that? I have not. I have not. So yeah, so I have been a fully licensed agent for three years, but I've only been fully practicing as a full-time agent for seven months now. Um, prior yeah, to that... Well, I, have to, I have to cut you off because, yo, he, uh, we had an open house earlier uh, in the city of Azusa, uh, and and he told me kind of his whole entire background story was to me was amazing. He ha- actually has mortgage industry uh, experience different than from what I do, right? You he's worked with big banks like Wells Fargo, Chase, and I've never done that big that big one. So so kind of touch on a little bit about the difference of what you're seeing in that type of environment versus like your really entrepreneur real estate kind of experience, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Great. Great question. So, yeah, I did. Um, I have seven years of finance experience. So um, at right up, I was 20 years old. I started working for Wells Fargo, um, was a bank teller, worked my way from a bank teller to becoming a banker. Then ultimately becoming uh, when I graduated college, I became an associate, so like a mortgage processor for a very senior mortgage banker who was producing about 40 million dollars in loan volume every year. Um, after working with which him, is a lot, just, yeah, just FYI, a lot. <laughs> for 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 new listeners, whether you're a consumer, or a realtor, which you probably know, a lender, you probably know, but from the consumer standpoint, right? Because sometimes I've I've come across people that sent me DMs that are looking to join the industry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes the numbers that we're going to talk about in relation to to the people that we work with or the people that we look up to, they're they're, they're unbelievable numbers. Like it, it's not it's not the average. It's it's possible, very very right. possible, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just to just give you 40 million, it may not sound like a lot, but that is very difficult to do when you're funding loans because you're not financing the whole thing. It's down payments. And the average loan officer, I mean, they make maybe a couple million dollars they'd fund, you know, if they're part time, not that much. So 40 million is a big deal. That's more than 
that's about what two what, I don't know like what almost three million a little bit over three million dollars every month rolling that's incredible so the guy was a big deal uh, he took me under his wing I mentored with him and then an opportunity opened up to become a loan officer myself which I seized and then that's when I started working with uh, Wells Fargo's PMB so PMB stands for private mortgage bank so they have their regular division and then they have their private bank division which helps clients that have asset balances anywhere between two million to about five million dollars so, so this is cool big... because this podcast right it's it's going to be taking a new direction we're going to be bringing a lot of housing which it, it's really dope that you're on the first video one and yeah and you're, no, you're hearing this first as as everyone else is hearing this first but it's kind of taking a new direction it's not going to just be so much housing really like just strictly 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 housing yeah i want people to learn and see what it's like in the business shoes of people that are helping people sell and buy real estate as well, as well as the home financing. Because a lot of people, they hear these numbers, right? If I threw out, oh, this person funded $5 million on their own. People are going to hear that and think he made $5 million. Yeah. On the contrary, right? <laughs> on the contrary, even if you're if you're new to Good this point. or you're coming in or you're yeah. thinking about it because you heard, man, this person makes you know close yeah, $5 that's, million. That's, it's uh, not that. Realtors and lenders get a small percentage of that amount yes right yes they get one percent two percent three percent it depends on a yes. lot of things yeah so if i tell you i i closed five million last month don't think i have five million in my pocket like don't come asking me for money right yeah. Don't, don't yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cousins will come out of yeah. the woodwork but it's a small it's a percentage that you make on that total volume yes. right mm -hmm. and and i want to touch on something i want you to elaborate a little bit more because um i think this is something that many people in the industry can take from it how crucial or what key point do you think that, that, that it brings to the table is a mentor? Um, it's huge. Um, I didn't, I'll, I'll be honest, I was kind of like the average consumer in the sense that what the, who the hell needs a mentor? You know, like it's, who needs a coach? Everybody's just trying to make money off of me. Like, do they really have my best interests involved? Um, I don't really, I'm not coachable. I don't want to talk to somebody about what my goals are. Is that really going to help me? Um, is it a waste of time? You know, all these things that we're taught, like, oh, these people, you know, they're they're manipulative or they're just using you. Or I, felt, like I felt the same way. I still kind of feel the same yes. way. I mean, my only mentor has been my father, really. Well, that's an incredible you know, mentor. But, uh, but I, I kind of am under the same impression as well, like that if you're going to do something, you either have the willpower or you don't. Yes. Right? Right. To do it on your own. So, so as far as a mentor, and I've seen many people in, on my team or in the industry that, yes. that they talk about their mentors or, hey, I want you to be a mentor, those types of things. And I'm starting to really wrap my head around why that's significant. Great it question. really comes down to the accountability. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked a lot at the at our open house today. Um, Oscar's incredible, by the way, with clients. I mean, it was just beautiful. Um, the thing is, I hear you it heard, all You heard him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean... I, can I share a little bit of how we met? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, it's incredible how I met Oscar because the guy is a day one hustler. And that's, I, I knew it right away. I was like, you know what? That is the next level stuff because, I mean, I have been in the industry for a very, you know, long time, you know, in and out of real estate finance. So I know that people are trying to make relationships. People want to make relationships because that's how they get business, referrals, so on and so forth. Some people have the good intention in mind. Others just want to try to feast off of you to get business from you and then use you and then leave you once they close the deal and they're gone. Oscar was actually reaching out to me in admiration, which was great. He reached out and he said, um, he reached out to me because I ran an ad. I ran an ad for a property in Azusa. Reaches out to me and goes, hey man, uh, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing with your marketing. I uh, love this property and stuff. You know, are you running any ads? 
uh, you know, what do you have going on? And then I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing other stuff. He goes, you know what? I'd love to sit down with you and talk to you about, you know, what you're doing on Facebook and how I can help you generate leads and to go over your ads. And I was like, wow, uh, not many lenders are even advertising on that platform, let alone being able to educate me on the, on the platform, which I advertise on it. I spend a lot, you know, anywhere between a hundred to $300 a month on it. Yet, you know, this lender's coming over here. I was like, you know what? Let me give him a shot because he's giving value. He was offering value. He was saying, you know what? Let me help you. Not give me a client. Uh, I'd love to work with you. I can get. I can beat your interest rate. All the generic things that people say. You know, he was genuinely reaching out to say, hey man, I can help you on your platform and show you how I can help you grow your business. And that's why we met. Yeah, we met off the cuff too. Like I think that same week. I think two days later, we ended up meeting at, at a mm-hmm. Starbucks. That's right. In the city of La Puente. No, Baldwin Park. Baldwin, Baldwin Park, Park, that's right. One yeah. of those two. So so it was really off the cuff, and that's kind of what you... Th- this industry is like that, right? If you're looking into it or you're new, like, it's very off the cuff, and, and it's it's all about growth, whether whether the growth... But the growth has to be intentional. You have to make sure that you're trying to grow or involving people that are really going to end up helping your bottom line, and A, right, B, also help your customers and bring that level of customer service. So when I saw that he was doing that... That, that triggered two things for me. One, he cares about his customers because he's trying to attain more of them, right? And two, the way that his ad was put together is very transparent. It's not kind of like a bait and switch. And, and you got to be careful of that. So as a consumer, please, please be mindful of the type of right ads and things that you're clicking on because some of these companies, they bring it in and they sell off your information and, and it's really bait and switchy. What I've learned, and, and you tell me if you've come across this, is that you have to be as transparent as possible when you're trying to help buyers and sellers online because they have the access right at their fingertips on another tab in Google if they wanted to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So transparency is going to be keys. And that's what, what we're really aiming to do with even this podcast is bring some more information, bring some enlightenment, bring some business tips, bring some some growth value, bring something that you could take away from it in the housing industry related and from an entrepreneur, entrepreneur standpoint. Okay. Yeah, no, and, and he's absolutely right. Consumers are extremely smart these days, and they pull up information. Often they cannot know more about a certain community or neighborhood than you do. They know about interest rates. They, they're very up-to-date with everything that's readily available. So, yeah, the days of, hey, I know this, you don't, that doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Uh, most customers that I come across, like the minute I'm talking to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I heard that from so-and-so. Oh, yeah, I went through this. It's just way more educated so what that does is it really makes us as you know entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs it makes us really have to do our homework because if if the client is educated we must be equally if not tremendously greater uh, as far as having knowledge so like we have to know every angle before we, we come across because if we don't a client's gonna jump on top of us because if they know something that we don't and we're the professional quote unquote then we look bad and or, you lose or, credibility or, or if they simply google what it is that you're telling yep. them right so so going into the year 2019 well, you're lying you know if you're lying you know they'll, they'll catch you they'll huge. catch you you it's know a like a, a lot of agents in the industry they uh, you know they'll lie they'll lie about something and the agent the client's like oh well that's not what i saw or no this and that and then now credibility is all lost so it makes it forces you to be transparent which and, is the way we should do business and then it tarnishes the entire industry like from yes. that consumer's person like personal point of view if one person does them dirty they're going to think the entire mortgage industry or entire real estate industry is dirty and they're going to continue to do whatever they think is best and not speak to a professional. I agree. So now going into the year, what are some key things that you're trying to switch up to bring your customers top-notch 
customer value. customer service. Appreciate the question. So I wouldn't say I'm doing anything different because truth be told, when I was uh, you know loan officer, we we did surveys and we always kept customer service. But for me, that that was something ingrained for me since I was young, just being able to be kind genuine and being respectful of people so that's just in at the end of the day it's still the same but the concepts that i apply i mean you know clients can feel it you know they come across a lot of people that are real estate agents loan officers and um some people you just you just click with certain people and i think the best way to do so is be yourself and be the best version of yourself so i'm naturally you know i'm the eldest of five siblings so i've always had that mentality where i'm like you know I have to do right by my family, right? So no, I whenever I come across a client, it's like, you know what, like they don't know the past, just like my siblings didn't know, like, oh, they didn't know about college or high school. And you have to guide them through that process. So almost like a family member, you know, we do that. And then um, when I explain things to them, I have to come from a perspective of someone who's never done it before. You know, yeah, like always. if I didn't know how to, you know, if I didn't know anything about a house or mortgage, most people buy a house and mortgage and they don't know anything about it. That's just the truth. Mm -hmm. I try to educate them coming from a position of understanding, compassion, and truly patient, you know, I'm not coming from a place where I know more than you, therefore I'm smarter than you, therefore you need to listen to me. That That's not effective, that's not gonna get you business and people won't refer you anything. I think um, no, clients... Let, let me interject. Yeah. Do you think that there's anything that you do to go above and beyond that maybe most realtors don't? Like if, like if someone asked me, hey, Oscar, mm -hmm. what do you do to go above and beyond for your clients? I can be completely honest and, and tell you nothing comes to mind right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that that's the transparency thing is that I, I, I hate this like representation of of, of lenders and realtors yes. of, of every appointment goes great. Every, you know, helping no, everyone. It like, does not. I just uh, I messaged uh, one of my friends. His name is Joe Soto. Shout out Joe Soto. If you're listening to this, I, I know you supported me from day one on this podcast. Um, and and because he posted that here's my clients and they were empty seats and he's like another no show. And he went live on it. And like I was just about to post something about everyone is always posting their successes and their wins and stuff, but there's a lot of times that they're not successes and wins. Like, yeah. I need constant improvement. So if someone walked in and said, hey, Oscar, what do you do to go above and beyond for your for your customers? The one thing that stands out to me is right out the bat is I I, I, I kind of don't take any days off, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. some, and most people take Sunday off or, or weekends or whatever it is. And, and maybe that's not even an added value. I know a lot of lenders that don't take, don't really yes. take days off, but... I would tell you that that's something that for me, I think that's that's valuable to customers because because yes. I work on their schedule. Yep. Right. That that that's a good point. I didn't even consider that because I thought that was just a given. <laughs> I we don't we don't you know take days off, right? You hear that a lot. You know, it's very trendy for people to say. I mean, I can talk all day about trends and about what the you know realizing what's real and what is a lie. You yep. know, and a lot of what you see out there is a huge you know facade of what what it is to be in this industry right that's that's the biggest thing the number one thing i noticed is that a lot of people have mis you know uh misconceptions of what you know truly is to be in the industry but yeah i mean there are tremendous uh ups and there are even more tremendous downs and that's the thing about this industry you have to your your elasticity is humongous your, your ability to be able to rebound from these things is everything because yeah, like right now I have a listing in Azusa. It's a property that I'm selling, so that's great. Um, and we're doing an open house right now. But you know what people don't realize is that you know that house has been on the market for 30 days, and I had a buyer that came in and they made an offer. We got it accepted, and then they ultimately pulled out without even letting us know. There wasn't even a notice. It was just like I was following up. They went cold oh, on yeah. us, 
And they did that. And I was like, okay, great. I'm just trying to sell a half a million dollar home and you put an offer and now you're out. Okay, great. Now I have to work double hard. Now I have to work an open house for a house that I thought was already sold. Um, I door knocked on Thursday in the, you know, like around from one to like 4 p.m. Just looking for people for a new listing that I have coming out in a few weeks. And you're door knocking and people just say, oh, no, I'm not interested. And I was like, well, I haven't said anything to interest you yet, you know? And they just they just shut you off or they'll close the door or they're in their house and they won't answer. Maybe they you thought know? you were selling cookies. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. If you're selling cookies, I'm interested. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I send just... me a text or <laughs> send me a message on Instagram. I love Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's there. There's that. Um, I cold call. You know, I was calling just the neighborhood to let them know, hey, the house is still on the market. You know, you get people, I'm not interested. Stop calling me. Where'd you get my number? You know, leave me alone. Go to hell. Like, you know, you get people to flip you off and people are just, you know, that are just rude and they think that we're sleazy salesmen or we're just trying to get one up on them, you know, like, oh, you're just trying to make money. And And I'm going to tell you something real quick about that, Oscar, because I hear that a lot. Like, they go, oh, you're just trying to make money. And I was like, you know what's interesting about that is when a nurse takes on a patient, nobody says, oh, she's just trying to make money. When a police officer pulls over, they oh, they're just trying to make money. No, they're doing their job just like we are. You know, there's monetary. It's our livelihood. Exactly. I mean, mean, how else are we supposed to get food and take care of the people that we love? It just, and I understand. And it goes back to kind of when one person burns that bridge for you. Yes everyone else right Mm -hmm. and 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 i have complete empathy for that i understand that which is why we take this kind of approach Mm -hmm. the bringing as much education to you uh as much transparency to you so that way you can feel comfortable right there might be some people listening or hey pass this along to your friends and family but because if they they at one point thought about uh buying refinancing investing doing something housing related right maybe maybe even moving up for a rental like i know some realtors that, that specialize in rentals but i do it <laughs> he doesn't, whatever no, no he's anything housing related. he's hungry yeah. <laughs> but but what i'm what i'm saying is if they had thought about it three years ago and someone did them dirty right like uh, of course like they took a deposit and just ran away i understand how that can hurt and burn but pass it along to them maybe they could get educated without having to speak to a realtor or lender directly and then when they feel comfortable enough, maybe they'll sit down with the right person, the person that, that they feel comfortable with or that has helped other family members because there's always that possibility. Yes. I, like, I think about how many people have chosen not to m- return a call or return a text message or come into the office just because sheer amount of... It's ignorance. Uh, they just don't know. They just don't uh, know Of not better. knowing, the lack of education, which goes back to the whole reason why I started this podcast. If you, if you go back, right, I have 25 episodes out from last year, and this is the brand new one for the new year. Yay. The first one literally is, a, I think, about three minutes long, and it's me basically just spazzing out about I'm tired of the lack of education and the lack of not caring for the consumer. Yes. And I just decided from one day to the next, I like ask anyone that, 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 that was on my episode or my father, whatever, it was one day to the next where I was like, I'm, I'm tired of people thinking that they need 20% down as first time home buyers. I'm tired true? of people thinking that they need a 700 credit score. I'm tired of people thinking that they're gonna take advantage of, or that there's a $500 application fee, or that their deposit goes directly to the realtor. All of this nonsense yeah. and BS. <laughs> This is a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about this year. Like, I, this is real life. It's, oh, it's funny, but this, this shit happens. Like, oh, and when you come across one. these people, yeah. it's sad because they've got to that, take that, advantage of the, the fact that clients think that you take their deposit, that that to me, is it, it's, it's, it's comical because it couldn't be further from the truth, but people believe these things, you know? It's... And I think the, the biggest thing is you're doing, like, Mythbusters, right? Oh, yeah. I, you know, if you do something like that, I'm all in on that. If you want to do Mythbusters... 
I'm I'm waiting. New, to, new YouTube series, um, real estate mil- MythBusters or something. I don't know. Housing industry it. busters yeah. or something. Uh, like you that. know, housing busters. Oh no, that's not good. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I. This is what I mean. You know, I met Oscar. He reached out to me, and immediately, like, we sat down. And it was cold as shit. Like, it was cold. Like, you had me outside. <laughs> this guy, by the way, what an incredible, you know, he went out of his way by making sure we got the table outside, you know? There was like, no room inside. Shit but was right, freezing right. cold and, like, legit, I didn't have a jacket on. Like, my, you know, my nips were all hard. And this guy's, like, out there. I'm like, dude, I really must like you if I'm hearing you out when I'm freezing my ass That's off. That's a good meeting. You know? good so, meeting. it was a good meeting. Immediately, I hit him up. I was like, okay, we're about the same age, you know, um, we're the same rasa, but that's a given. The biggest thing was that he was talking his goals, his visions as far as the industry, what he wants to accomplish, how he wants to help people, how he wants to give value to real estate agents. I'm like, holy shit, we align on every single aspect. I want to be the realtor where like every single client that I help, they write a tremendous review for me and they humble the hell out of me because I don't have to ask for it. It's just given. They tell me, Daniel, you did this, you did that. And that makes it, that gives me so much value. Because I know that not everybody gets that and not everybody delivers that value. So it makes me feel truly special to be the one that helped them out in this journey. And then the other thing is you're just trying to change the industry by really educating people and, you know, providing them this information. Like we don't make any money on this podcast. He's not making any money on this podcast. It's simply to give that information, the next value added for those consumers like yourself who want to be educated, want to get information, don't want to be sold all the time. They just want to be informed because that's the biggest thing is. We are, at the end of the day, our jobs are to educate people to make the best decisions going forward. That's what we do. We provide information, whether they do business with us, which we hope, great. If they don't, at least they're better off, you know, they're better off which after we, our which conversation. Which we really hope because I have a wife that we like, we like food, of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, cool. So I'm going to interject here because I want to circle back to to what he said as far as the YouTube series. This podcast is now in sound form on, on iTunes and multiple platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play. And so so if you're listening in on one of those, thank you so much. Please leave a review, five stars, always and forever. I will love you. <laughs> um, but aside from that, it's now in video form on YouTube, right? So sorry for those that are simply listening on sound, whether you're driving on the treadmill, whatever it is. But now this next little section is strictly for the video viewers because I'm going to be showing him some photos. He's not aware that none of this is scripted, by the way. I'll be showing him some photos of some houses and he's going to guess the price range of it based on pieces of information that I give him, wow. such as bedroom count, bathroom count, square footage, city, and then he has to make a guess. Give me three properties. Go to the video on YouTube, youtube.com slash I don't have a specific URL. It's in the description. What you're going to hear next is is not so heady. We're going to get into some practical things for home buyers that they can apply every day until they're ready to make the move. Podcast sound listeners, I need you to I need you to know how wild it was. Here's a little clip of what just happened. 1.9. Yo! 1.999. Wow! That's what I'm talking about. You can't. Hey. Ooh, you you cannot mess with this. You cannot. Okay. When you say- so now let's go back to it. I know the first part was really heady. We're getting to know Daniel. We're getting to know like what he, his role in the industry, what his his perspectives are in the industry, what is that he does, what is that he saw in me, the relationship there, right? I want to now go back to something pretty practical. What can people expect of the year? Things of that nature. Um, so to close it out, I'm going to kind of ask you a few questions. Yes. And you give me the, the, the most concise response that you can, right? Yeah. So... In terms of homes and uh, trends, what are you seeing 
some of the the trends be right as far as like minimalist <clears throat> are you seeing open concepts still a big thing mm-hmm. what are some things that you're seeing because i know you work like with design, remodel homes yeah as far as designs and stuff or are we talking just in general what i'm seeing about market prices no design design wise first design wise i know uh, you work with flips yeah yeah so yeah, I work homes, with, so. yeah i work with investors um they do flips and stuff real shout out to my partner dave uh does an incredible job with our investors and we acquire really incredible properties that's really what kind of got me into the game is i really loved you know it's just like hgtv flipper flop i you know who doesn't want to watch that so that's what kind of you know gave me the inspiration but yeah uh open concept is still very popular um i mean very simple things like carpet is non-existent we want it out we want hardwood floors um you know i've seen some um linoleum floors some really nice like tile kinds of floors but it looks kind of like hardwood i've seen that in a sierra madre listing um you know Uh, would you say that the carpet versus hardwood or whatever it is um, does that affect value? Of course. All right. 100%. Homeowners, carpet out. Out. Okay. Out. That thing's been out since the 80s. You're what else can home, what can homeowners do to raise the value that's not a complete let's gut the kitchen kind of thing or gut it like small floor is an investment, but it's a it's a good investment. What, very are, cheap. What, what, what other things are you seeing as far as price wise that can that can help boost the value, whether it's it's uh, a little bit or a lot? Yeah, well it, it Oh, gutting the kitchen. <laughs> um, the biggest thing with uh, it, it is is just updating. So, like for example, if you have like pink uh, countertops and a kitchen, pink tile, things like that that are ugly colors, green, lime green, stuff like that. Things where it, you can see that they're outdated. Right? Yeah, yeah, that 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 is huge. Um, the biggest thing that really helps out homes that are, like if we're talking about practical, real cheap things, mm-hmm. windows are real huge. Uh, windows can change the entire outlook of a house if you have old window bars on it, removing the bars. Getting them a more, you know, a better window if you have like French doors or if you have like sliding doors, if you get like a glass window there versus, you know, a metal window or a metal door, I'm sorry, sliding doors versus metal doors is huge. Oh, um, and, and on that take, right, these investments, it's flooring also, flooring, doors, windows, these are all things that can make your house more energy efficient as well. Of course. So not only is it good investment for long term if you're going to look to sell or, or even hold, right, and, and just see the value increase. But they're also going to be inefficient, so they're going to help your pocket out month to month, which is a good thing as well. Now, what are you seeing as far as housing trends, like market prices and things of that nature? What good can point. people kind of see going into the year? Mm-hmm. So let's let's do that one, and then I have another question for you after that. Gotcha. Right? So the one thing that we've seen is uh, the Fed increased interest rates uh, the second week of December. So therefore, interest rates have increased. Therefore, purchasing power has decreased. So it's very simple. It's basic economics. If rates are higher. If you have to pay more for your loan, you actually qualify for less of a house. So when that spot, when that's happening. Um, property values are slowly depreciating because you can't have both things. You can't have exactly. high interest rates and high property value. You have to have one or the other. So one thing's got to give. So what's really decreasing since property interest rates are increasing, property value is slowly but surely declining. You know, like at two to five percent, depending on what area. Um, and properties are staying on the days on the market longer. So which, if you don't understand what days on market is, is how long has the house been available for sale? If it extends after a certain period, the house will slowly and gradually decrease in value. So what it's what it means though, it's an incredible year to buy because property value is going to be two to five percent less than it was in 2018. So you can get a lot more value, recoup your equity, and because um, property values are going and properties are staying on longer, you can bargain more, you can negotiate more. Um, because less people are able to qualify for the house that you're looking for per se. And these are big market trends and I need you guys as consumers to understand something is that just because prices seem high or prices are low or if you're seeing them increase or decrease doesn't mean that it's the right or wrong time for you. 
right? Right. There, there's something very important that a lot of people lose sight on is that if you purchased a pro, values were high in 2018, right? They closed off. They're still high right now. Mm-hmm. That's what SoCal is, though. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not too far off than what it is. I don't expect a house in Los Angeles to drop a hundred thousand, because right. there's yearly appreciation that people need to take into consideration. Yes. So just because prices are where they're at right now doesn't mean that it's not a good time to buy for next year. Your house is still going to go up anywhere between 5 to 8% either way mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's yearly appreciation. That's yeah. what the market is. Look back 5 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. What you need to figure out is if this fits your life plan. Mm-hmm. If this is going to be a financial decision that leads you towards financial wellness and that you're going to be able to afford and not live in anxiety, if you can... All the time is always the best time. But if you can't, then plan for it. Or if you just want to keep renting, then keep rent- keep renting if that's what makes sense. Mm-hmm. This this isn't, I don't think either of us are, are in the business of pressuring someone to purchase a home. Right. We want you to purchase if it's right for you. And if it's not, then cool, let's plan for the future. And if you don't want to, then great. I like Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's just, I just, it just, it's not about pressure. It's not about trying to just always take advantage of the market. It's if something is right for you in your life where you're at right now, then do it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, realistically, not ideally, because I ask this question to a lot of realtors and they always tell me kind of like an ideal thing that's going to tickle the ears of the consumer. Hmm. What do you see happening in the housing industry in 2019 as far as prices, as far as uh, a lot of people are looking for 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 a housing kind of super big drop like they did in 07, 08, which I don't know why people are looking at that because it affects <laughs> it affects the entire economy. So don't hope for that. But what do you what do you see realistically, even if it doesn't tickle the consumer's ears for the positive? If it does, great. But what's your honest take on it? Great, great question. Oh, man, I, I've been wanting to tackle this question. And the fact that you put it on here is great. Um, I read a lot and I, I educate myself as much as I can. Um, and the biggest thing is People, because it was so recent, you know, we're talking, you know, within 10 years, the recession, the Great Recession, people are very quick to become very scared and start immediately thinking, oh, prices are going down, interest rates are going up, oh, we're going back to the recession. What they fail to realize is during the recession, there were, there literally was minimal, if not no, compliance. There was no compliance, there was no regulations. There, since then, there have been so many countless regulations, crazy, I'm not even getting into it because it's super boring. But regulations that that dictate what a mortgage officer has to do, the timeframes they have to deliver, the guidelines they have to meet, and the officers as well. didn't even need licenses. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. People, if you had a pulse, if you had a pulse, you could sell a house. Yeah. If you had a pulse, you could do a loan. Everybody was like a teacher and a freaking loan officer. Everybody was a freaking nurse and a real estate agent because you could sell anything to anybody. If you made a dollar a year, they would sell you something. You know, it was yeah. crazy, dude. And now it's not like that. There's tremendous guidelines, Fannie, Freddie, the you know the Fed. Everything comes down on us, so it's changed everything. So that's not gonna happen because it's not possible because there's too much regulation over it. People wanted it, they got it. So that's one thing I will say. However, cool. uh, we will be experiencing you know a slight depreciation or at least a very at the very least a standstill in home values so a lot of properties right Which now we're already kind of seen yeah, slightly, slightly already right? yeah you know the days of were like oh my house is worth 
of $800,000. Like it's overinflation, things like that where it's overinflation, that is slowly going away, which is great because it's a market correction. If you follow the stock market, if you follow S&P, if you follow index funds, anything like that, there's always a correction. And this is going to be a slight correction that's that's happening. But that does a correction does not mean that this is a decline. People even in the recession, people even in the recession were purchasing homes. So there were a lot of business that was still happening to even during the recession. So to think that, oh, well, I need to hold off. I don't want to sell. I don't want to buy. I don't want to touch it. That's just ridiculous. And also, too, those that are complaining about high interest rates, just know, historically, they're still historically low interest rates. People were getting 18% interest my, my dad, rates. My, da- my dad was dealing with 18% interest rates. 18% rate, interest so. rates in the 2000s, early 2000s. And people were still buying homes. So when you're crying about 5 6%, it's still historically low. But, yeah, we're looking at that. Um, we're looking at slow depreciation in values. I have question. Go ahead. minimum wage go up? Oh, I, I, I believe minimum wage is supposed to go up fully to was it like fifteen dollars in twenty twenty or something like that. I have no idea. So, I, th- I, th- I think it I think it went up this year. Though. Yeah, you know, so like and, then un- to, and the unemployment like is extremely low. So there's a lot of stuff in the economy that's going on, but people, it's still an incredible well, year to buy. It's uh, so great. Always remember, if minimum wages go goes up, if interest rates go up, if values go up, it only means that the economy is doing good. Yeah, but. You have to remember that as minimum wage continues to go up, as, as much as people say that it's expensive to live in L.A., it, it is, expen- it is expensive to live in L.A., but cost of living goes up, which means values of homes go up. And that's what yep. I mean by the year-over-year appreciation. Yep. At the end of the day, and this is kind of what we're going to close out on, and I'll let you have the, the last word so you can plug your, your yeah. social media or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. If it makes sense... In your life at this moment, if it makes sense in three months, six months, a year, two years, three years, five years, or if it never makes sense, then do it and act on it. But get educated. Don't hold out on being educated because you think that you cannot. If you feel in your heart that you want to and you're ready, then become educated and try to move forward with it. But if you don't want to move forward, then don't. But it it has to make sense. As long as something makes sense, as long as you can make the payments, as long as you can pay your rent, Right. I mean, nothing is telling you, oh, I can't afford my rent, so therefore I'm not going to go rent. No, if you could afford, you, apparently you're affording the rent, so that's fine, right? But if you could afford the monthly payment on a home, then that's okay. As long as you could afford it, makes sense for you and your family with your specific circumstances. Get educated, search for the knowledge. There's a lot of tools at, at your disposal online with Google, my Instagram page, my YouTube. I'm going to plug that up again, but just try to figure out if it's going to make sense for you now and in, in the long run. So so speak to a professional, whether it's me, whether it's him, whether it's anyone else. It doesn't matter to me. Just educate yourself. Yeah. I, I, just to touch on what Oscar said, he's absolutely right. You know, you have to be very mindful of who you're listening to, who's speaking to you, right? Um, a lot of times people are ignorant in the sense that they don't know because they were told by, oh, my uncle does real estate. Oh, my aunt does loans. I was like, oh, really? Do they? When was the last time they closed a transaction? 2006. They... Yeah. Oh, so oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The market, yeah. The market hasn't changed the one bit. In What's their years. MLS number? Oh, they yeah, don't have what, one. What's okay. their MLS? Oh, okay. <laughs> they, uh, is, is, is their license active? Oh, no, it's not. But but they know real estate, right? Yeah. When was the last time they actually went on a buyer consultation? When was the last time they sold a home? When was the last time they went on a listing presentation? Are they are they working their, you know, their ass off 40 hours a week? Are they? Maybe. Maybe not. Most of the time they're not because... Let me tell you something. If you're talking to me as a real estate professional, then you say, oh, well, my aunt says, my friend says, my neighbor says, well, if they said all these things, why aren't you working with them? Right? Ask yourself that question. I was like, well, my uncle, my aunt. So then if they are, why are you walking into my open house without representation? You know, obviously there's something about them that gives you pause, something about them that makes you second guess because 
you hear what they're saying, but you may not be bought in. And that's the key. Don't always buy into what people randomly say. Talk to the professionals that are out there that are actually grinding every single day that are dealing with these things every single day. You know, you wouldn't go to a doctor to do eye surgery that hadn't done surgery since 2006, right? Because I wouldn't because then I'd be <laughs> I'd be one eye, you know, I'd be a pirate. But yeah, it's, it, the truth be told, you know, be mindful of who's telling you what and what are their sources, you know, do they have the experience? Cross-check you know? everything. Everything, cross everything. Check. Even if I tell you something on this podcast, cross, yeah. cross-check it. I, mean, I do, you know. Everything, yeah. Everything's out there already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's and, out there. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, just to, uh, you know, end it on, on this, you know, on every. Uh, yeah. Where are you going to plug your things already? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 So where on every, can they find you at? Yeah. Yeah. A great question. Uh, so on, on every platform, I'm Realty by Dan. So Instagram, my, my, my name is uh, Realty by Dan. My full name is Daniel Madrano. So I just made it a very clean, you know, Realty by Dan. It's on Facebook, Instagram. I do a lot of, uh, you know, social media. I like to. You know, put my face in front of it. I'm not scared of a camera. Um, I, I want to be able to present because I want people to know that this is who I am. This is what I do. This is, I'm genuine about what I do. And I put a, a face to my all, brand. All his links are going to be down below as well. So make yeah. sure you send me that and yeah, I'll plug no, it in. Yeah, 100%. Um, thank you guys so much for your ears, for your time, for your eyes now in the video mode. If you're just listening to the sound one on, on Apple, go support the YouTube. Even if you don't watch the whole thing, give it a thumbs up, please, and subscribe. I would love it in this new endeavor of trying to bring more value in video form and sound form and short clips on our Instagram and bring in valuable guests like this. It's going to be an amazing year. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, Matt. I really, really appreciate Brother, it. Thank you for bringing me out thank for the you. first year. That's great. And have an amazing day. Thank you so much for your ears. I really, really appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed recording it. And a quick note, it is also in video format if you did want to see it and see a special segment. It is on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, as well as Instagram TV. Simply look up House Hacker Podcast with It's Oscar. Thank you again. Make sure you leave a review, like it, pass it on to your friends, family, and coworkers. Help educate them the way that we educated you.